The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Why does it take us so long to acknowledge the power of a near-death experience? Even when the voice of God tells you, now that you know what it's like, go back and tell the others. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Today's guest on the show is Rose Lobianco Murphy, who stopped breathing during the birth of her second child, Kevin, on December 19, 1951, and traveled into the light to see God. God told her, Now that you know what it's like, go back and tell the others. Nevertheless, it took Rose 25 years to begin to do what God asked. It happened when she came across Dr. Raymond Moody's book, Life After Life, and she got up the courage to tell her husband. Thirty years later, she had a second NDE as the result of a stroke in December of 1981. Rose, welcome to NDE Radio. Well, good morning, Lee. I'm so happy to be with you. Well, it's wonderful to hear your voice. I had read Rose's story uh, at one of the very early NDE radio programs, and uh, but it's nothing. It's never the same as when somebody tells their own story. So I'm very glad to to have you on the show. Uh, Rose, please tell our audience about your near death experiences. Well, actually, um, the first one, as you explained, was when I gave birth uh, to Kevin. But I I knew God was with me right after that, even though I did not speak to anyone about it, as a, as you said, not even my husband. I was afraid. I was really afraid to tell anybody that God talked to me in his beautiful, deep, majestic voice mm. until Raymond Moody's book. And after that, though, you couldn't keep me quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rose, uh, just describe as you remember it what actually uh, happened when you left your body. Um, I I went into a, a, a darkness and then into a tunnel, and it was still dark. But then, as they say in, in, in the Bible, the light at the end of the tunnel, mm. well, you do see that. And some people, everybody's near-death experience is different, okay? But I did see that light, and I moved faster and faster. And the adjective I use is that when I got there, I plopped into that beautiful surrounding light. You're surrounded by it completely, Mm. completely. And I began feeling the warmth and love of our Lord. I feel it now when I talk about it. And there's no really good adjectives to explain that feeling. It, it, you're surrounded, but I do do remember that I felt his God's arms around me, Jesus, mm. because in my prayers, I when I was in a spot and I needed help, but and or emotionally, you know, all I I remember saying, "Oh Jesus, put your arms around me. I need you right now." I remember saying that for years mm. and years. And I felt Jesus' arms around me. And it was such a beautiful feeling. And then, as you said, with this 
deep, 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 majestic, beautiful voice, I heard God say, now that you know what it's like, go back and tell the others. And I was immediately in back in my body, hmm. immediately. And I couldn't say anything to the doctor there who, you know, said, he scolded me because I didn't get to the hospital in time, this, that, and the other. And But anyway, Lee, I have not ever forgotten those feelings. Did you see any any other beings? Did you see any angels or uh, uh, other people when you were there? You know, and people and life, relatives and things like that, but I did not. Mm. No, I just was in that beautiful, beautiful, majestic life. Right. Well, you know, when this happened in 1951, there weren't any books, there weren't people talking about this, at least not as far as uh, most people knew. And uh, although near-death experiences must have been happening all the time. Um, it's centuries. Now, today, of course, it's, it's much easier for someone who has a near-death experience to uh, talk yeah. about it immediately because they've, uh, they've uh, read about it and heard about it. I talk about it all the time now. Hmm. Uh, tell a little about, now you read uh, Dr. Moody's book, and you said also, you told me that uh, uh, you read uh, writings by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Both yes. of them, by the way, were uh, founders of, of the IONS group that, uh, that yes. uh, supports the show. So um, how did that change your, your ability to talk about these things? Um. Well, because I keep thinking about God saying, now go back and tell the others, okay? <laughs> uh, because finally I can. And um, I, God has been putting people in my life. In the beginning, I didn't realize it, you know? But then when I did realize sometimes that, hey, God, this person needs God and working through me, and I didn't do it like, bragging, I did it gratefully, you know, uh, because I feel God is using me. And I feel that if someone has had an experience and they haven't talked about it, I ask them questions to open up and they mm -hmm. feel better. And that's just a little thing, you know, but I feel that, that that's why it's so great that people are talking up about it. Yeah. No, it's it's not a little thing. It's really important that people talk about it. And this is one of my major jobs, I think, as a chaplain in a hospital is to is to coax people to uh, tell us tell us and you know tell me and tell the world what uh, what they saw over there. Now, what was your husband's reaction when you first told him about your NDE? I was reading Dr. Raymond Moody's book, and I was getting so excited, and and he and uh, he kept looking towards me when I was taking a deep breath, and I thought, oh, no, oh, no, you know, act, acting like that. And I said, Frank, listen, I said, this is what happened to me. And I read him an excerpt, and very nonchalantly he just said, oh, Rose, you must have been dreaming. Oh. And I said, Frank, that's why I haven't said anything to anybody. They might have thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and they might have. And, in fact, some doctors still don't recognize the uh, reality of the NDE. Um, now, uh, 
take you in a little different direction. Uh, you had written, um, my story is about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, saints and angels who have made a difference in my life, saved me from death, saved three of my sons from death, and, and um, found four of my five homes, and many other little miracles. I, I don't, we don't have time to hear all these stories, but could, maybe you could talk about something that you consider to be a miracle in your life. Oh, dear, there's so many, Lee. Okay, uh, let me, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let me, t- I'll try to be brief. Um, uh, I was awakened from uh, a deep sleep uh, from he- uh, hearing my husband's voice a month after he died. Mm-hmm. He just called my name three times, louder each time until I sat up and said, What's the matter, Frank? And then I realized, and the room was in brightness. The room was full of bright light. Hmm. And, uh, and of course, he couldn't answer. But I said, oh, something's wrong. Something's got to be wrong, maybe with the children. So I went to work, didn't sleep all night, prayed all night, and uh, got to work. And in my office, when, when some of the coworkers would come in and say, Rose, you don't look so great. Uh, are you okay? I, I couldn't tell them. No, I just said, well, I didn't have a good night sleep last night. So I couldn't tell them, God, uh, Frank woke me up. They would have put me in straitjacket and taken me <laughs> to the hospital a month after he died, and they knew he died, you know. And so I called my five children uh, after, after I, when I got home, and everything was okay with all of them, and one of them uh, had a message on, on his phone. Now, Frank died April 15th. He woke me up May 20th, July 4th weekend. I was visiting in uh, upstate New York, and Eddie, my youngest, came in with crutches. And I said, what happened to you? Oh, he said, Mom, it happened so soon after Dad died, I didn't want to bother you. And I told everybody not to tell you. And I said, well, your father told me. And they gasped, and they said, oh, Mom. And I said, yes, I can tell you when it happened. And I told them, and they were shocked. And so that miracle that saved my son's life, because three, he was hit by a motorcycle. Uh, he was riding a motorcycle, closing a restaurant he worked in, and a, a, a gypsy taxi driver hit his motorcycle. If the, he stayed there, the, mo- the driver, and he would have been okay, but he pulled away and, pro- and ripped his leg open, and there was mm. no one there at one thirty in the morning. And Eddie tells me that three men were there, and they saved his life by calling the police and holding him tight. And the police, when he, Ed got in the in the ambulance, he said to the uh, the police and the EMTs, uh, "Oh, I want to thank those guys." And they said, "What guys?" Ah. Uh huh. So, so the angels. They were the angels. They were the angels. Okay, so those are the miracles. And uh, there are so many. Lee, one of these days I will write my book. (laughs) (laughs) Rosa. And uh, so anyway, another one's (laughs) life was was, uh, saved too. 
okay, and, and somewhat like that, okay? So I believe in, and I usually tell people when they say, oh, it was so lucky, I'm unlucky, and I immediately say, oh, it was God working there. And I said, it's not you're lucky, you've got God, he did it. Rose, I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is, I, I, I love, I love hearing your voice. Many people, um, a- having had an NDE in their death experience, uh, suddenly feel like they don't need to participate in an organized religion anymore. But it seems like you've bonded more completely with your Catholic roots, uh, having, having gone through this experience. And I'm yeah. wondering, um, ha- have you ever told, um, your priest about your NDE or, um, any of anything like that? Have um, you have you tried to relate the NDE to the to the church? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I during at different times I have spoken to groups about my dear's experiences, and I have I haven't done it with my church. Um, uh, I, ha- I have done it individually with people. Okay. Um, and when I was in North Carolina, I did. I I I, I talked with various groups, uh, Presbyterians, Assembly of God, Baptists, uh, Catholics, uh, you name it, because I I feel so differently now. I'm open to so many different denominations and and religions because I feel there's a difference between. Faith and religion. Faith is a one-on-one relationship with your maker, whoever your maker is. And religion is fellowship and, 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 and embracing the teachings of the Lord. But when you've had a near-death experience, you've got this personal, personal feeling, you know, an attachment. Well, uh, that's how I feel anyway. Right. Well, you, um, you had written about, um, uh, a time when you were feeling low in your life or confused oh, yes. and, and, uh, you had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Yes. I think what, what a lot of, uh, Christians would call, um, being born again in the Holy Spirit. Maybe you could tell us about that. Um, yes, because I feel before I do that, I feel like, you know, we who have had near-death experiences, okay, sure, we've been with God, we've been this, we've been that. We're not angels, we're not saints, we're normal. You know, we can fall away and we can do this, we can do that, we can, we're normal. You know, we've got a base, though, okay, with God. But at one point in my life, uh, it was after the near-death experience, um, that I was feeling very, um, oh dear, what's the word? Sorry for myself because I was, uh, you know, I had three kids, children in a short time and my husband worked all hours and jobs and I was this, I was that, I was doing all the work, I was this, feeling sorry for myself. And one day, out of the clear blue sky, I just walked out of out after having dinner ready for my children and my husband and went away and drove and 
Finally, I went to the beach and parked the car and sat there and talked to God, and I said, I need help. And then I drove home, not knowing what I was going to do, but I pulled into my church and pulled impulsively, really, and it was empty, and I sat there, and I sat there and just talked and talked and talked with God. And then I just felt sat back, and I said, it's up to you what you want to do with me. And then I just felt this heat coming from the top of my head, a beautiful feeling of heat and and, and coming and touching everybody, my uh, part of my body, down to my feet, my toes. And I just gasped, and I said, thank you. And I got up. And I said, now I know what I have to do. And I got in the car, went home, kissed my husband, kissed my children. And from that day on, that day on, I never had another feeling of, you know, feeling sorry. I did the diapers. I did the formula. I did everything with love. And I didn't know what happened to me then. But I realized that years later that that was the descent of the Holy Spirit. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. He's never left me. I even asked him to help me today with this radio station. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I said, Holy Spirit, please, come on. (laughs) And I talked to my, I talked to God, I talked to Jesus, I talked to Mary, I talked to the Holy Spirit, everybody, like, they're my friend. They're part of me. Okay, and they're close to me. I sometimes call Jesus honey. I <laughs> would <laughs> oh, like I call my children honey, you know, and uh, it, it's a, it's a beautiful one-on-one feeling. Uh, don't you I, I, don't ahead. you feel that that's really what God wants of us is to have that personal relationship? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, and yet you, uh, I. Uh, I gather you still go to church. You still go yes, to mass. I do. I went this morning. And you know, one of the wonderful things about um, the Catholic Church is that it, it is, uh, in at least in some areas, uh, left unlocked. People can yes. go in and say a prayer at any time. Yes. Um, masses and in some cities are go on every morning. Yeah. That's a that's a terrific gift. I think that yes. uh, a lot of the Protestant churches can't can't seem to get get it together to do. But um, how do you find any problem reconciling your near-death experience with uh, religion? Because so many other people tell me, oh, now that I've seen God personally, I don't need to go to church. What do you get from church that you didn't, that, that the NDE doesn't do for you? Um, well, you see, I believe that in my religion, of the Roman Catholic religion, that when you, the consecration is changing, like Jesus did with his disciples at the Last Supper, it's changing when he offered his, the, 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 the bread and the wine, okay? And this is what I feel I'm receiving. It's food. It's food. Like you take food to nourish your body. Mm-hmm. I take the host that becomes Jesus' you know, blood and, and body um, as my food for my soul, my spirit, my soul, my mind, my heart. That right. is the food that I that that gives me. 
and there's a, a sense of community. Of course, that that uh, the transubstantiation idea was initiated at the Last Supper, which was Jesus and his disciples all sitting together at table. Yes. So so that is the com- the community that we're trying to emulate here and in, in where where we do practice religion. Yes. Mm-hmm. My, do you think we do? Go have, ahead. We do have to pray today for the religious wars that are going on, okay, because I firmly believe that all of the little people, like us, okay, mm-hmm. we want to do what God, whatever your maker, whoever your maker is, okay, wants us to love one another and take care of those less fortunate, okay? Those are the two main things in life that we have to do. And there are many people, though, uh, who who don't uh, go to church but have that and do that, okay? And so we can't turn them away. But we do have to pray for those people that are are fighting religious wars because God doesn't want that, and neither do the little people. Mm-hmm. The, they're they're radicals in the in the upper upper level there that and and I firmly believe that God is saying it's the little people that don't want it in any country in any country because they're suffering too so we have to pray for those people and ask them to stop those religious wars and 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 love one another the basic yeah. basic basic rules of God, love one another. Do you think if uh, religions would begin to embrace the notion of near-death experience, uh, because NDEs happen to people of all different kinds of faith, and yes. actually even, even to atheists, um, yes. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't that bring people together, don't you suppose, if, if organized religion could embrace the near-death experience as a gift from God? Yes, and I think they are more and more. I think they are, and and um, their their uh, near death experiences show us that you know there are levels of being. This is one, okay, and how it's how we live our life in this life. What our next level is going to be. And we keep going until we are one on one. one one with God completely, okay? And that, that's what I've learned, is that there's a hell and there's a heaven, but we make our own hell and heaven. We make it mm. ourselves. And it's how we listen, how we compare. As you say, share. That helps when we share our religion, and it helps people. I'm going from one thing to another. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that that's the way this program works. Well, let's. Uh, we never covered your second NDE. Perhaps you could tell us a little about that. Oh yes. Okay. I had carotid artery surgery on my right carotid artery. Then on the left, six days later, I stroked. And two hours after, two or three hours after the, that, they went back in again with full anesthesia, and I stopped breathing. But I only got as far as the darkness, and but I knew I was with God. And I said, I can't go now. There are too many people praying for me. Whew, 
I was down faster than the first time, and I saw <laughs> I saw myself flat on the bat on the bed, paddles on my chest. My head was way back, and a nurse standing at the foot of the bed. And I saw all this as I'm coming back into my body, and she's going, "Breathe, Miss Murphy, breathe. You can't die. You got to come back." And then I heard the voice, "Oh, she's back." And then, uh, you know, I was awake and all and everything going around, and I felt, why am I back, you know, with all of this? But, you know, Lee, the first time uh, medical records weren't as exact, you know, and so I don't, I, it must have been a long time I was in the light because medical records in that one showed that I stopped breathing for 45 seconds only. Mm. And I only got as far as the darkness, and that was it. Perhaps if I d- didn't come back, uh, I would have gone into the d- tunnel or the dark, you know, and into the light. But 45 seconds, but it was enough for me to be with God and Him telling me to come back. And Do you uh, think, do you think many people have that um, opportunity to... Uh, almost negotiate with God. You said, I can't go now. I have too many people praying for me. Um, do you suppose that uh, many people have that choice as to whether to to stay or go? Well, I read a lot. I read a lot of the stories, and they there are some that I have read that uh, tend for that, but most of them, most of them, there's somebody, a grandmother, a, an aunt, a, this one, a body, somebody that tells them it's not your time yet. And that does happen, you know, They it, it really does. But then there are times when um, uh, people drown and they, they don't have time and then they're up and they're in, you know, with the emergencies and all of this. So it it it, it depends how each person, just as different as you, every person is different, your near-death experiences are never identical. They are a little bit different. Mm. Rosa, so, have you have you ever been to uh, one of the IONS conferences where there are yes, perhaps? Yes, I have. Uh, and I've been it, to two it, of them. Isn't it isn't it powerful to be in a room where, say, a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty people have all had NDEs? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I met Dr. Raymond Moody, as a matter of fact, uh, and uh, I also met uh, Bill. Uh, Guggenheim, who who wrote the book Hello from Heaven, mm. that talks about people that have been contacted from people, you know, in this in your life, but from people who have died. And I met Betty Eadie, and I bet oh oh, oh oh so many of the authors, Bruce and all of them. And uh, I'm still a member of Vians all these years. Yes, well, so, it's it's. It's wonderful that you are, and actually, if you hadn't sent your story in to IANS, I would never have, probably never have known about you, and we wouldn't be doing this show today. Well, I'll tell you, I am still sending copies to people who I meet, and I meet them in grocery stores, I meet them in, in, in uh, you know, department stores, on the road, in a waiting line, and at the airport, or here or there. I carry with me... Uh, a poem. I I sent you the copy of the writings, and the first mm-hmm. one is moment by moment with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the woman who wrote it, 
uh, doesn't know that I've given out thousands of copies of that to people. <laughs> really, it's, it's uh, thousands of them. I've printed them and put them in my pocketbook in an envelope and give them away to people all these years. And uh, well. it's just like passing it forward, you know, a little thing, and somebody might need that, might need God. Absolutely. And, uh, well... Well, Rose, uh, you finally uh, caught up with God's uh, request that now that you know what it's like, go back and tell the others. Yes. That's, that's wonderful. I appreciate Rose, that, Lee. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. God love you. Well, God love you. Uh, obviously, he does. And uh, it looks like we're out of time, Rose. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but uh, this has been great fun. I, w- I want to thank our guest, Rose Murphy, for describing her NDEs and how they changed her life. Yes. And if you'd like to, I'd like to, if you'd like to listen again to this or any of our past shows, just go to our website at nderadio.org. And for more information about the work of IANS, check out their website, iands.org. And tune in next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern for more NDE radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening. <laughs>